life gives you lemons, make lemonade. This podcast features sisters, Sonia and Lakanya, sharing, laughing, and talking about life, love, relationships, and religion. Let's tune in. And we're back. Yes. Welcome. We are back. Welcome back. Amen. It is May 2020 yes. already. We already made it five months into 2020, this new decade. A decade that has everybody going. What? what? If you think back on New Year's Day, when everybody was saying, Happy New Year! And mm. it's just like, you just don't know. I just don't know why. Just had no clue what you about to get into mm. in 2020. Yeah. That, that, look, so. that, that vision, that crystal clear vision that we thought we were seeing. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it was that crystal clear. Because it really makes you think. I was thinking the other day. I'm like, man, before you know it, it's going to be December. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then it kind of makes you a little anxious, which we shouldn't be, or a little anxiety right what 2021 is going to hold no telling ain't no telling we don't know well yes true and speaking of having these thoughts and anxieties and stuff that can lead to our pocket so (laughs) we are going to talk about mental health why did you just say mental yes that's almost a taboo word in some communities but that's the problem don't talk about the mental that's exactly the problem. We need to talk about it. We need to. Mm. We, we talk about our physical health. Everybody going to the gym. We talk emotional. about emotional. Well, really. well, no, I was going to say um, physical. We talk about the gym and we talk about eating. How we're going to eat better, blah, blah, blah. But it's like nobody's talking about the brain. Nobody, even spiritual health comes out more than mental. Right, right. And why is that? Because the brain... I mean, that's an important uh, part of your body. Very important. Our mind. Why do we not like to talk about the thoughts that we have or the feelings that we have? I don't know. Well, we're going to explore that today because May May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm. And um, the color, so you may have seen some green ribbons around. Your okay. area or online, people are wearing green ribbons to represent mental health and to break the stigma. Like, it's such a horrible stigma on mental health. You know, people will say, oh, you're crazy. Well, what is crazy? Mm. You, you ain't, you're abnormal. Well, what is normal? Who is normal? Right. I don't know if anybody's normal at this point. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. But I'm glad that it's a month, mm-hmm. you know, dedicated that that just shows you how important it is i feel like once you get a month then that's important right yeah i agree but yeah but this mental health thing i mean we uh you know me being an educator we hit on mental health so much 
because we always teaching. So we always going to like, you know what I mean? Work on the mental as far as like the brain and teaching them concepts at all. So we always around mental things. The cognitive processes of learning that you all deal with yeah. that every day. Yep. Mm -hmm. So why not talk about it if there's things going on that's going to cause you not to, you know, grab hold of certain information or be able to function in life or deal with the feeling that you have. Like, why not talk about it? Exactly. It's not good to carry around all this stuff. It can become toxic. Baggage. It's almost like if you got to go to the bathroom, do you know what I mean? You know, too, you ain't going to hold that all the time. Some you got to let that stuff go. Some people do. Well, I hate to use that as an example. but No, but that's a good <laughs> you example. You got to let it go. That's a good example because yeah. it's very so toxic. If, it's very toxic if you don't let it go. And people hold on yeah. to it. People walk around constipated in their bowels <laughs> and in their mind. Mm. But why do people <laughs> hold on to it? That's a good question. Why do people hold on, not comfortable talking about, yes, um, you know, I have a mental health condition, yes. Why is it not okay to say, why is it not comfortable to say that? I think so much shame know. is associated with it, but we're we gonna, we gonna talk about gonna all the... Break this cycle today. Right, exactly. Break this cycle. So we're going to explore this by breaking it down into three areas. All right, all right. Race, gender, and religion. Let's let's start with the race. You know, because different cultures have different beliefs on therapy. Right. And in the black family, you know, we were brought up and trained, you know, what goes in our house stays in our house. Stays in our house. You know. Don't tell nobody your business. Mm-hmm. And but we're it, not fixing the business. Right. We're just there. And it's, it's interesting because, like, why are we even saying that? Why why are we not telling our people our business? If people were to know our business, what what's going to happen? What's so bad about that? Right. It's like, are you ashamed of what's going on in your house? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think there is a bit of shame, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. What's the other culture what they do asians are kind of the same way as far as like very private people you know they keep everything in-house um caucasians go to therapy more they have the funds they have the resources they have the ability to go to one you know you don't see too many therapy offices or mental health clinics in you know low-income areas yeah and then when you think about it when people think about building up a city or building up a town mental health facility is not on their list nope <laughs> you know what i mean you yeah. gonna build a shopping plaza mm-hmm. restaurant yep all this but you don't come up oh, okay yeah we're gonna build a mental health facility right here on this corner like that's not even a topic and it's it, like it's it's not a need and it, it is a need. very much so a need. And I think it goes back to that whole stigma thing. You know, like people don't want a mental health clinic in their area. They, they don't want to be seen walking in and out of one. That part too, yep. 
But it's like they associated with like people who are crazy or people who are sick. Even like the bus. There are some people that don't want a bus stop in certain areas because they feel like that's going to bring down the property value, you know. Yeah. And I think that I think it's the same idea for mental health. People still think that way about it, and it shouldn't be. Because mental health is not a bad thing. Mm. It's just something we have to talk about, you know, work it out, and then get the right resources to help that need. It needs to be on that same level, like how your kids got to go to school. You need to, like, look deep into, you know, get some help for your mental capacity. That's how I look at it. And again, some people don't want to talk about it. Um, again, working in the school system, that's one thing. A lot of parents, they really don't want you to come to them and say, X, Y, and Z, like, you know, you know, don't tell me my child has this mental disorder. It's almost like, how do you know? Um, well, based on research and based on right experience, different assessments and experiences, you can kind of start pinpointing it now. And I've always stressed, please, that if you can get help early, why not? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because and then your child's gonna be a grown adult walking around with a mental um, situation. Right. They could have not got it assessed and. You won't be able to function as well as you could be doing. Well, you know? that's true. Right. You know, because so it's, it's so almost important. like you're functioning at a half level because you haven't taken necessity to, you know, take care of the other parts of what's going on. And this mental health, you know, some people just see it as their problem. But it's not just your problem. It affects your family. Why people call it problem? It's just something that's maybe a part of you that you just need to work on. But you know, people say it's a problem. Oh, because I got a heart problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Diabetes problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, sugar problem. <laughs> Gout problem. Like, why they got to be called problems? Let's well, just change the wording of this thing. Some people, this instead of saying, we have, instead, we just instead of problem, we say it's an opportunity for growth. Hey. <laughs> Opposition brings opportunity. Mm. That came from my pastor. Shout out, Pastor Lee. Uh, so yeah, that's a good one, though. Because opposition brings opportunity. We gotta start looking at this thing different. Or like, what is it here to teach me? Or what is this? Why am I going through this? How is this going to help me? You know, or even the idea of this is not happening to me. This is happening for me. And I know, like, with mental health, I know people probably would say, well, how could that be a good thing? Or how could, you know, but there are so many people, especially, like, with AA, you know, they mm-hmm. they help each other because they have gone through it, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I, I appreciate mental health coming more at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I it's starting to change a little bit when people are getting a little more comfortable with saying the word mental health. Yep. It's not as scary no more, like, keep it in the closet. No, it's coming out now. Right. Mental yep. health, you see 
see it on billboards, you see it in pamphlets, you you hear about it more. Right. And then start actually tell you this from an educational point. They are starting to bring it more it's you know, in school. You know, we've been kinda doing it a little bit, peer leaders and all that stuff. But now it's becoming more they try to focus more on social emotional classes, social emotional time. But like you know what I mean? Focus mm-hmm. on the mental capacity of children or even us, adults, educators as we work. Sit back and look at how you are mentally. So it's starting to come a little bit more alive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And even in the school system, like autism, Asperger's, all that is yeah. considered mental health. And I don't know if people have realized that yet. Like that is a part of mental health. Because people would talk about those things so easily, ADHD and ADD, and it's like you all do know, like that's in the DSM book, like that those are diagnoses. So yeah, for the information. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's yeah. like I find it interesting that people can they have no problem talking about that. They'll talk about autism, they'll talk about Aspergers and ADHD, but then when you say bipolar, schizophrenia, major depression, they look start you know. Right, hallucinating is that a word? Anxiety, like. You know, just different thoughts and feelings. They're all part of mental health. And people don't even want to talk about the triggers. Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't feel like it's going to bring on thoughts. Mm-hmm. No, the thoughts already was there. You're just talking about, you know, the triggers of it. But you see the symptoms of it probably every day. Right. You know? Yeah. But again, that leads back to what I was thinking too. How, not saying we were raised, but most, um, African American family were taught, girl, just pray that away. Take it to the Lord in prayer. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Okay. Well, well no, we were probably raised that way because yeah. um, I, I think it it just wasn't talked about. We we didn't talk about mental health. It's not that anything was bad said about it, but it's like we didn't talk about it at all. I don't remember talking about mental health growing up. I don't think I even really knew what mental health was until, like... High school. Right? Mm. No, you want to say college? Middle school. (laughs) Middle school, because remember, I was a peer mediator, and so, like, we kind of knew a little bit about some things, but uh, it still definitely wasn't... And and let me just say this, and this is my tangent Uh about Uh counselors. (laughs) Right, you waited so long. Of, like, Know, the signs of what mental health looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for a person, they have to be willing to acknowledge or just be willing to accept help. You know, some people don't want help. It's very hard for them to take help from anybody. It can be, like I said, forms of the mental health, getting treatment, money. Like, it's just hard for people to accept help from anybody. They feel like they can do it on their own. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I think everybody needs somebody. Hmm. Hey, Jesus had disciples. Come on. Exactly. I'm just saying. I'm that's that's saying so true. Concept, I can do everything in isolation. Hmm. I don't know. No, you are very, you are very <laughs> accurate. I don't, y'all don't. Because <laughs> I, I get don't so, I get so frustrated when I have clients say, "I just say I didn't tell my family or my wife don't know, my husband know, or my kids because I didn't want to burden anybody." And I'm like, well. 
if there's anybody that you gonna burn, it wouldn't it be your family? Wouldn't it be your friends? Like you wouldn't put that on a stranger. But it's it's crazy because people would rather put it on a stranger. They would rather come to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'd rather put it on me. But it's like, but you have family who want to talk to you. You have family members who want to know what's going on with you. Why aren't you sharing with them? How is it that you can come and open up and just spill everything to me and they don't know anything? Maybe shame. Mental health, shame, guilt. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if they come to you, right, the stranger, it's still, the family's still going to, I mean, eventually, no. No, no. Confidentiality, no. Okay. Yes, it's good that they're coming in and getting help. But I always try to encourage them. You know, you want to bring a family member in? You want to talk and let them know what's going on with you? Because you know what? Because I've heard family members say or friends say, I thought we were close. They didn't even tell me. You you ever heard people say that? You know, like, how how you didn't tell me about that? You know, and it's like, I didn't want to burden you. I didn't want to bother you. And it's like, come on, man. That's your family's stuff. Yeah, one thing I'm trying to change in the educational field, okay, when I step into the classroom, I am really trying to dive in or tap into these children's emotional state. Right. Because you just coming in, throwing the academics in their face and instruction, you can kind of tell something's bothering these kids. So take the time to figure out, okay, pull them aside, what's wrong, and think, you know what I mean? Because they miss affects how they learn. So... I just feel like even in life, not just the classroom, but just think about how we are in life. We always going and going and going and going and going. It's like there's never a time to stop and take care of your mental health. Hmm. Stop. Like you at a gas station, you got to fill up your car, fill up mentally, I guess. Self-care. You know, I'm self-care. so I'm so Thank big you. on That's self-care. That's I'm looking for. I'm so big on self-care. People be self-care. like, I ain't heard from you. I ain't seen you. I've been enjoying the mortgage that I pay and being in my house. Like, I, I'm taking care of myself. Sometimes yeah. I just need to go read. Sometimes I just need to go sit in the on the yoga mat. And and I think that's so important. A lot of people don't get to do that. Go 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 sit on your toilet. Go just go sit in the bathroom for a minute. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's one thing that they push while we're in quarantine. Mentally stay healthy, stay safe. But what are we doing to take care of ourselves? That was like almost a conversation. Most of the time when we got together on the phone, what are we doing to take care of ourselves? Because, mm-hmm. again, they were concerned about our mental state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is good. That's so good that that's coming. Like I said, it's coming more to the forefront now. That is so much, but now we got to be intentional about that. They know, how are you doing? Like, how is your mind? Mm-hmm. You feeling okay? What you yep. been thinking about lately? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause and and I I I talk about that sometimes too, like how in the South we are so used to saying, "Hey, how you doing?" Keep we, on going. We really don't want to know how that person doing. We just so used to just saying, "We walking by." How you asking somebody how they doing, but you still walking? If you really wanted to know how they were doing, you would stop and ask them, "Hey, what's going on? How you doing?" So we really need to be, you know, sometimes. So that's why I don't say it all the time. I just say, because. <laughs> Because you know why? I mean, because also you need to be in the safe, in the right space. Like sometimes I know I'm not in the mood or the mindset to receive somebody's information. I'm serious. 
So sometimes you, you sometimes you can't you can't engage if you're not there because then it's gonna be taken wrong. Then they'll be like, okay, well, what's going on with them? They got an attitude, you know. Well, you got a good point because again, we have those feelings. You know, like even with my kids, I can tell if I go in and I can just tell they want to be left alone. Some days I go, okay, I'll give them a few minutes. You know, a few minutes. Yeah, <laughs> they can't, you know, they can't get out. <laughs> what you sow you will reap Mm, that's bible principles yeah and some of it may be genetic too so oh yeah Mm -hmm. so let me ask you this so let me ask you this so in the classroom do you see behavioral and mental health problems in more young boys or young girls that's a good question Based on my years of experience, mm-hmm. I have interacted with more boys having outbursts, okay. temper tantrums, mm-hmm. throwing chairs, spitting, hitting, cursing, fighting, um, not engaged in doing any of the assignments, not engaged in doing any homework. So what are the girls doing then? The girls not doing that same kind of thing? Yeah, but it's not, I haven't seen the girls. Girls are doing it too, but it seems like more of the boys are doing it. Too. Oh, okay. More of the boys are getting diagnosed. More of the boys are getting, uh, what's the word, documented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we do have some girls that are doing the same thing. Um, I just think that's interesting because it's so... It's such a stigma in society where people will say, well, girls are more emotional, you know. That's true. You would think click with the mental. Mm-hmm. But remember, now, I don't know if it's true or not, I'm just, but I'm told, boys are told what? Not to show feelings, right? Not to cry. Don't mm-hmm. cry about it. Mm-hmm. Be tough, whatever. Right. And it's building up to the point they don't even know how to handle conflict. They don't know how to... Hmm work things out without thinking it through mentally. Think through your steps. Think through the results of it. You yeah. know, I've talked to a, plenty of kids and I'm trying to de-escalate. I've been in the middle of they about to fight. Like, seriously. I see the fist balled up and I'm over here saying, listen, let me be this voice right now. If you throw that first punch, these are these are the steps that's going to happen. It's so why are you angry right now? Because once you go through this physical altercation, you got to think, do you even want to go down the road? you in your last year of school. Mm-hmm. It ain't even worth it. So I think it's just being proactive. You know what I mean? Just talking to kids about their mental health. I guess starting when they're young. Build this thing up. But what, what I heard you just say, though, it's like it goes back to the mind, the, cogn- the cognition of the child, because their ability to stop and slow down and think about their actions 
if cognitive, you know, yeah, mentally, right. right. Mm-hmm. I'm a big thing on mental health, and I've been on this for a while, just being in the classroom, and it is frustrating that we go to trainings and we get taught how to teach this, how to teach that, how to teach that. They never really tap into how to teach this mentally, like focus on the mental health of a child, or even take out an hour of your class time. You know, we just going to focus on mental health. I will give a shout out to the OWL program that I did do in Virginia. That program really broke down on a young, the young children's level about teaching them about what it feels like to be confused, frustrated, all those emotions. They actually had a curriculum where we can explain it, talk about it, talk about different scenarios. This is how you would handle this if you was in this. I thought that was so awesome. And what is it called? Al's program. A-L, apostrophe S. Okay. Al, I don't know who Al is, but shout out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? Because people think mental health is just, like you said, depression, anxiety, but it's other Oh yeah, components to it. It's, it's so the, many what di- I'm talking about those feelings. There's so many diagnoses you know I mean? in that book. Yeah, so I just feel like it should be talked about. It should be communicated, <laughs> probably on a daily, weekly. I don't know. We should see more commercials about it. I Have th- you noticed that now that we're in quarantine? I told my kids this other day. Have you noticed all the commercials are like almost like newbie? Yeah. If we didn't even yep. go through all this, we wouldn't even. <laughs> commercials like that. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So now I'm thinking mental health. We need some more mental health commercials where people feel more comfortable. You know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I agree. I agree. Based on more mental health commercials. But but you know what the issue with that is? So the issue the issue with that is that because, like, because of a lot of the funding and a lot of like how they are um, awarded grant money and things. Sometimes there are stipulations on how you can advertise. Mm. And so uh, like a lot of the companies that I have worked for, we couldn't have bulletin boards up. We couldn't do commercials, you know, um, like right now, like I, we can't make a Facebook page, you know? So, it's like this certain because, and the reason why, let me explain further for people. The reason why <laughs> is because if somebody were to contact us through those avenues, let's say somebody contact, contact us through Facebook and it's right. a crisis, then we would be liable. Like, you can't come on our Facebook page saying you suicidal, and then if we don't contact you within a certain amount of time, you know, that's on oh. us. You know, and we can't, we can we don't have anybody demand our Facebook page 24 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, they, okay. but they do have hotlines and websites and, and they even have like text numbers. Now you can, you know, contact people that are available 24 seven. Um, but you got to make sure you're contacting the right kind of company that does that, you know? Um, but that was, that was a sidebar, but I think, I think that's important for people to understand and know because people would try to make certain places like crisis clinics and every place is not a crisis type of facility. You got to go to the right kind of mental health place. Cause you don't thank you information. Every hospital has like a mental health floor or have like a mental health section. Um, but there are outpatient clinics and there are therapy offices, you know, that don't have doctors. So you got, you got to find out, do you need a doctor for medication or you just need a therapist 
or social work or LPC for counseling, you know, so. Some people are not going to want to take time to research. Right. And I've heard that some people in our community, because I've heard, especially for the children, once, let's say once I tell a parent, okay, you know, you may want to look into this for your child. First thing they're going to say, I don't have the money for that. I don't have the money to even get all these. Services, you know what I mean? Schedule right. these appointments or go back and forth. Oh, I don't have money to pay for some treatments. Right. So yeah. that's kind of like, this. it's a barrier with the mental health as well. And I guess it's a barrier with, like, how we see in COVID-19, the testing. Like, you know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. There, I never forget there was a doctor in Augusta, and the prices that he charged to do assessments on children? I was, was like, over a hundred dollars, and it's like, what? So that's just the assessment. So you, we ain't even gonna get treatment from that. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. See, that would turn people away. Exactly, and that's why there are so many children in the school system who are being treated um, as if it's just a behavior when it's it really is. a mental health issue. Yeah. Just like they cannot help. Just like there are some adults that don't need prison or jail, they actually need yeah, mental health I treatment. Agree. I agree. Mental health, yes, is important. Yes, it's yes, there. Yes, you need to talk about it. It's a real thing. Yes. It's, it's a real, a real thing. thing. So it's, that's Oh, uh, we got to do one more thing before we go to see. But let me say this. Okay, <laughs> people people would say, oh, mental health is fake. It's not real. People faking. Now, I will say this. <laughs> I, 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 my experience working in Georgia was very interesting. Um, mm. but And there are some people who try to pretend mental health, like they have a mental health issue, so they can receive a disability check. There are people that do that. There are. However, comma, there are some real people out here that have real mental health issues. Like, they are not joking. They are not playing. If they say they see spiderwebs and you ain't seen no spiderwebs over their face, like, it really, yes. Yeah. I've seen people cutting, cutting themselves, cutting their stomach open so they thought they had a baby in there or a snake was in there. Something. Like, it's a real thing. So, please, go seek mental health treatment. But, Sonia, before you do your seed, there's yeah. one more part of this that I want to address because it affects us. This idea of the church and mm. you got Jesus, you don't I need a counselor because he is your counselor. That's what he you is. know. That's what the black people say. The church folks were saying, <laughs> and he is. He is a counselor. He's a wonderful counselor. Amen. Yes. And he's a doctor too, and he's a lawyer too. However, comma. He puts doctors and lawyers and, and therapists on earth to help him complete this mission. Amen. <laughs> he uses people like he was using people in the Bible to get him, get them to do his works. And he's using people today. I don't understand why people don't get that. Like he still can be used. We still can be used by him to help other people. So please allow other people to help you. They don't. They don't agree. It's almost like they don't agree taking medicines. Oh, they're yeah. not going to heal them. They're not taking any medicines. There are some people that believe that. 
And I just think that's interesting because you don't even, I'm not even going to go there. But anyway. Right, we got so, <laughs> I think it's definitely important. You can do both. You can have Jesus and therapy. You can believe you can in God. You can pray and have a plan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's actually a thing called a wellness plan in mental health or a safety plan. Like, you need to have things in place. Just like we have insurance and, and living wills. Mm-hmm. We need to have mental health care plans, wellness plans, safety plans. How are you going to take care of yourself mentally? And sometimes you have to talk to a therapist or counselor to help you get that situated, get that lined up, get that in order. This is amazing because when you when I was saying the word plan, you said plan. I'm like, we have a plan for probably everything in life. Your plan, how you going to make it through school, how you going to parent your kids, how you going to buy this house, how you going to fix our house. You have a plan for everything, but yet we don't want to take the time out to plan for our mental health. Mm. That's deep. Mm-hmm. That should be on the list too. Yeah. Because your mental health your brain, your feelings, it's part of you. So why not plan for it? Mm-hmm. It's almost like we just neglecting that, like whatever, it's just going to come or it's just going to do what it do. No, because we're not neglecting anything else. We, and exactly. We, why do we neglect ourselves? Why, we, why do we put ourselves last? It's, there's mm-hmm. such a, um, a, a thing with us, and I'm saying us as humans, to yeah. do for other people. Put other people first. And I'm like, I don't, I, I never understood that. How you gonna take care of somebody else? You ain't taking care of yourself. Huh? Well, as Mama said, I can't pour it to you until I fill up myself. Exactly. Right, fill me up. <laughs> Did I? Have then I, I can give more. Have I ever told you about the Ayala um thing where she talks about the teacup? Nope. <laughs> I love the metaphor Ayala talks about with the teacup because she said um. So often we will give to people from our cup, right? And then we'll get mad when our cup gets empty. But we'll get mad at them instead of getting mad at ourselves. We need to start looking at ourselves. Why are we giving from my teacup? We should be giving from the saucer, the overflow. Whatever overflows from my teacup into that saucer, that's what we need to give to people. But we'll give from our cup and then get empty and then be mad at them. No, we need to we need to give from the salsa, not from the cup. And I think that's so true. You have to be filled up. You need to take care of yourself. Self care. <laughs> stop neglecting. Self-care. Stop neglecting yourself. And th- that goes out to the mamas. Yeah. That, that goes out to I've seen a lot of preachers um as clients yeah. and and they're doing so much for the church that they not even take care of themselves anymore. And it's like you gotta no. take care of yourself, man. We need a shirt. I need to make a shirt. Self care. So what am I doing today? All right, I'm okay. back. Self care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just a reminder, yeah. and and it, and maybe maybe not every day. Maybe or maybe it's not realistic for some people to try to do that every day. You know, because of work, kids. You know, cooking dinner, homework, whatever. But at least once a week. Yes, There's 365 days in a year. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. How much time are you investing in yourself? Mm. Well, speaking of self, mm. hey, now I feel like depositing my seed. <laughs> <laughs> so for all those parents out there, my educational seed, uh-huh. I just please hope that you will seek out information and 
try to just, um, you know, accept if an educator brings to you, um, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's diagnosis, but they present to you something mentally Could be wrong. they're concerned right. with, with your child. Right. Please please take steps into looking into that and not just dismissing it and oh, whatever, they grow out of it. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, no, they won't. So, it's out of concern, it's out of care, it's out of love when we bring these things to you. We as educators do not sit around pinpointing, mm-hmm, yep, that's what's wrong with them, we gotta tell that mama, yep, that's what, we don't do that. So as we're in the classroom and as we're teaching and we start seeing signs of skills and standards they aren't able to meet at a certain time or age or whatever it be, those are signs for us to say, okay, we got to look into this now. Because we want to be supportive and make sure that they can be lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. So we have to look into the mental health part of it. So again, don't be ashamed. Find a support system. Tell somebody. Mm. Communicate. I'm pretty sure, speaking from an education point, if a parent comes and say, I need help, we'll probably be more than glad to go with you, find a person, connect you with it. You don't have to feel shame at all about seeking help. And then at the end, you'll be more grateful that you did. You know? Mm-hmm. Just don't be ashamed of being aware of the mental part of your child. Just, just kind of look at that. You know, talk to your kids more at home when you ride in the car, when you pick up your child at school. Try not to be on the cell phone. Put the phone down for a minute. Mm. Start engaging. How was your day? And they have to say, those are little stuff you can pick up signs right there and there from a conversation that's focused on the mental too with the academics. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Academics plus mental health. It all goes together. Cogn- cognition, mm-hmm. cognitive behavior, like all that stuff goes together. So, yes. I hope that parents yeah. are aware. Yes. And, and not just the parents, but like everybody that is involved. You know, it takes a village. So, everybody that's involved with that child, you know, the custodians, you know, the nurses, you know, the crossing guards, everybody. the school buses, <laughs> school bus drivers, you know, everybody needs to like be watchful. Pay attention to the children. <laughs> Pay attention. Amen. Mm. Yes. And so as far as me, um, therapeutically speaking, you know, yes. kind of, this whole episode kind of has been therapeutically <laughs> speaking. Um, but I want to highlight something that I've had to um, do recently, which is telehealth, teleworking. Mm. And so, you know, when we were talking earlier about resources and people not taking the initiative to look, it's like, well, we have the internet now. Everybody got smartphones. Most people have smartphones. It's so easy now to look up and, you know, specify what you're looking for. And Google will tell you. Siri will tell you, you know, like, so this idea that people not taking the time to even just ask Google, you know, services are available. Services are way more available now than they used to be. And now you can do it online. You don't even have to go into the office. You can do it through text. You can do it by video chat. You can do it by, you know, Look at that. online, you know, with your camcorder on your computer. So 
please it's don't please don't say <laughs> well it's not one in my area now you have access to one though now if you have a smartphone mm-hmm. so use your resources use your resources yes I yes <laughs> thank you all for listening uh, we're wrapping up, closing out our um, first year of podcasting. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll have one more episode um, this season. Um, and then June, we'll start a whole new year of podcasts. Can you believe how wow. time is flying? So, yeah. So... We appreciate you all listening. Please like, share, repost. Tell someone, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a neighbor. And we'll talk to you all next time. Yes. Till next time. Peace out. All the best. for listening to Sisters with a Voice podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handles are in the bio. Thank you kindly. Good evening and good night. Peace out. We digress. Amen. It is so.